Omar joined the Down to Business podcast today, and something that we found out very early on is how he is being a healthcare disruptor. And what I mean by that is essentially there is a big problem, not even just one single problem, but multiple problems with how healthcare is delivered to patients, to medical professionals, you name it. And essentially what Omar and his company, Aseli Q, are doing is they're trying to come up with as many solutions as possible, not just in Florida, not just on the East Coast, but essentially around the world, anywhere that you can pretty much tap into healthcare, anywhere where there are hospitals, anywhere where there are doctors, anything like that, because essentially there's help that is needed and Omar and Iseli Q are working to do that. So we chatted all things about that on today's interview and we were really able to even talk about, you know, growth opportunities, how he's had to kind of reformat and rethink some things and how he's even had to restructure his team a little bit. But ultimately through it all, the goal has remained the same. So without further ado, enjoy episode 125, Helping Hands in Healthcare. All right, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Down to Business podcast here with Tamar Turner. Look, we are rolling. The year is not over yet. The content cannot stop. Even when the year is over, the content will not stop. But just want to obviously, you know, reflect on just some things we've been able to accomplish. I want to give a big shout out to everybody who came out to our latest event at the beginning of the month at the Texan Tea Lounge. Man, we were able to do three for three in Charlotte. So very happy, very excited. But you know, nonetheless, I want to continue to up the ante. I want to hit more cities. I want to hit more places, more venues, more interviewees, essentially. So, but until, you know, until we get that schedule mapped out, until we start, you know, doing some more traveling, I'm going to still keep these virtuals going on and still giving y'all the content. I'm very excited, you know, to be sitting down with Omar here today. Omar was actually somebody who I was able to come in contact with upon me moving to Tampa, upon me actually working at WeWork. I got to rep the brand. But Definitely someone who, from the time I met him, just a very genuine individual, has some of the funniest stories. So definitely tap in with him offline. And he can he can definitely keep you entertained for quite some time. But no, really just hearing about everything that he was doing in the veteran space, in the healthcare space, and really just, you know, mixing the two, bridging the gap, and ultimately making a difference in his life, his company's life, and but in so many other different people's lives. I've been able to be out of a host of different events now with Omar, hear him speak, hear him talk about what he does, essentially. And he's even been able to drop some gems on me. So I know today will be no different. So, Omar, how's everything, man? How you doing today? What's up, man? Everything's good, bro. You know, just handling life, managing family, managing the business, and, you know, trying to provide value to those that I come in contact with. So, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to be here, Absolutely. man. Absolutely. We love every bit of that, man. We, we definitely want to soak up all the value that we can. So before we get into it, look, I know that we're going to have some people from your side. I know we're going to have some people from my side, but I also know we're going to have some people tapping in for the very first time along the journey. So can you, one, just tell us a little bit about yourself? And then can you, two, just tell us what brings you on the podcast today? Yeah, man. So um, a little bit about myself. So uh, first generation American. Hispanic family, Dominican and Ecuador, Ecuadorian, um, originally from NYC, originally from New York. Um, you know, like most New Yorkers, we, you know, we, we ended up uh, migrating down here to Tampa, which I call South New York. Um, but, uh, you know, <clears throat> uh, really kind of, uh, you know, family oriented guy and try to come down here. And then um, what ended up happening is I ended up joining uh, the Marine Corps after um, just, you know, being lost for a period of time. I think we all kind of go through that, you know, that, that period of our lives where we don't know who we are or what we want to do or what we want to be. So I said, let's just join the hardest core group of guys or men and women that I could be a part of. Right. And, and let's see what happens. And from there I grew up and, you know, kind of, you know, matured a little bit more. I still kind of tell everybody I'm still maturing no matter, you know, what age it is. Um, 
then w- once I got out though, I wanted to do something that was uh, more with kind of like, um, I wanted to stop using my body so much, right? Kicking down doors and sweeping rooms and things. So um, I ended up uh, getting into the financial services industry and that kind of morphed me getting into healthcare, um, helping out employers and hospital systems and patients and medical providers and had quite a bit of, you know, an eclectic career that ultimately got me to starting Excel EQ or for short AEQ, right? Um, and uh, and now we're looking to, to essentially change the game within healthcare. We're trying to essentially help medical providers, physicians, nurse practitioners, PAs, whoever's touching a patient to be able to be far more efficient with their time so that they can focus on patient care. We can increase access to quality care and ultimately improve patient outcomes. Um, and I think the you know, uh, kind of the second question, why am I here? I, you know, when you and I were chatting, the things that you're doing here um, with this show um, was pretty impressed by. And, and I think, we, we, you know, it was pretty simple, right? We had a, a pretty straightforward conversation, you and I, and we've had multiple of them, right? But that one that led to this is like, hey, if I can get on a place where there's good people that want to be able to learn a little bit more about different individuals and what they're doing, then man, I'm game for it and let's have that conversation. So that's what brings me here today is just to kind of share my thoughts, um, whether it's about life, business, you know, entrepreneurship, being a veteran, um, that, that that's what I'm here for today. Got you. I love that. I feel like you definitely caught us up to speed. You took us back a little bit. You gave us the, you know, <laughs> you definitely brought us back to what you're doing. Now. You got to you got to know the context of where I come from, right. who I am. Right. Sure. So that you understand. Yeah. My, my train of thought. Yes. Sir. I love that. I'm about to start. Uh, I'm about to start telling people I don't live in Tampa. I live I live in South New York now. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely that <laughs> one from the store. But OK, so even even going back some years now, even thinking about, like you said, you just went through that period of time. You were lost. You were just, you know, probably getting into trouble, just doing crazy things. Was was healthcare ever a thought? Did that really just happen as a result of you being in the Marines and, and kind of just what, what was that kind of like that aha moment when you really realized, OK, I want to not only get into this, but I want to get into this to truly make a difference and impact. Yeah. So when I was younger, um, I always knew there was something a little bit different as far as like my mindset was concerned, but I kind of felt like I needed to we'll just call it and needed to follow the crowd, right? Everybody was like, well, you got to do this. You got to go to school. You got to go, you know, and, and went that route. But I always struggled. It was never, um, it wasn't that I wasn't smart enough or anything like that. It was just the fact is that like, I just uh, I kind of felt like, uh, you know, I'll just go back. Like I felt like I was always just lost, right? I was trying to do what other people told me to do. I did it. It didn't work out. And then I was trying something else. So ultimately, when um, you're right, I mean, I I got in trouble and everything like that, but healthcare was never ever in in my thought process whatsoever. At some point in time, I thought I was like, well, I'd like to be a businessman. I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know who what I was going to do. All I knew was like I needed to, you know, hold a briefcase and or carry a briefcase and wear a three piece suit and you know run around. And I'm like, you know, I have a meeting that I got to go to. I don't know, you know, things like that. Um, but it was when I got out um, of of the military that I started really kind of seeing quickly how there were a few things that I feel like in this world and in life that will never go away. And that's always going to be, um, you know, progressing along. And healthcare was one of them, right? It was finance and healthcare. So when I, I got into finance, that's the reason why I went into that, doing investment consulting and money management and financial planning and such. 
Um, and, and like legitimately not, not selling like specific products. So it was a pretty, I ended up figuring out that I was a very strategic thinker. Um, and that I like putting the pieces of the puzzle together. So having done that, then all of a sudden I got a small exposure to healthcare. And that to me, I think it was, I was actually working for a, a bank at the time. And I, I got exposure to essentially helping an employer, right, put together their benefits and then really digging into their healthcare plan. And I realized at that moment that there was so much complexity just in that piece. Um, but, you know, involving hospital systems and payers and all, all these other different things that I had, you know, no, um, I had no exposure to prior to that. Um, that. That's when it clicked for me. I said, okay, healthcare in some form or fashion um, is, is where I'm going to be at. And that's when I started being purposeful and trying to like insert myself either in positions or companies that would help me progress that, 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 that along. Got you. I, I like that a lot. I, I love always hearing about, you know, a lot of times we we develop certain interests, certain passions, just certain hobbies. And it comes from an idea. It comes from some motivation. It comes from a conversation, something we may watch come across on social media. It doesn't always start as like something that was ingrained in us. Even I think about, you know, some of the mm-hmm. things that I, I love to do growing up or, or you couldn't tell me that I wasn't going to be like a firefighter, or like the police officer, or like those those norms and things like that. But as we've adapted, as we've, you know, gone through a pandemic, as we went through a, a period of time mm-hmm. where remote work and hybrid work is just such a populist industry now, you, you really never know. And you're thoughts and your emotions, you can get swayed either way. So I think the fact that one, you you had that kind of like revelation sense or you had that, yo, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to involve myself in. And like you said, you slowly but surely just inserted yourself into places because, you know, I know a lot of people that are in the healthcare industry. I know a lot of people that studied for years on years on years, went here, did this, did that, took a step back, stopped it. It's, it's a lot that's encompassed into that too. And I think, so for me, that's why I'm always trying to get educated on it because there are so many different times. Like I was reading one of my fraternity brothers sent me something earlier today. He listed his title out. That was probably the longest title I ever read. I didn't know what it meant. It was <laughs> letters after names. It was just like healthcare is like a very expansive industry. But, you know, being able to be in that, being able to make that difference, but being able to make sure that other people are exposed to those resources, I think is really important. And the fact that you hold that so near and dear, man, I love that a lot. So now fast forward a little bit, moving. Now that you're inserting yourself into these places, now that you're, you know, kind of getting your foot in the door, everything like that, really making a stand. Where did AEQ come into the mix? Why did you decide to brand yourself? How did that whole process work of really coming to be a business owner, to be an entrepreneur? Yeah, I think what what it, um, well, one is I definitely agree. Like healthcare is a pretty complex space, right? And and there's so many facets to it, right? You could be an administrator in a hospital. You can be a physician. You can be, you know, playing a support role and you can even be in, you know, technology, right? So and, and there's actually even sales within healthcare, right? It's just, it's insane, right? So th- th- there's so many components to it. But I think at, at its core, um, to, to, to start, you know, kind of laying the foundation to, to your question is, um, at its core, it's really about helping people to be healthy. I mean, that's just, that's, it's, 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 it's as basic as that, right? Is being able to have access to care when you need it to have quality type of care so that you know that when you're walking into a facility or having uh, a meeting with a professional, right, that you know you're going to leave there um, better off than, than, than you know, when you, when you entered. Um, and, and I really wanted to be a part of that. So when I started, really what happened was that I, when I started inserting myself into certain companies and positions, um, someone had told me a long time ago 
you know, I asked them like, how, how do I progress in my career? Cause I really didn't know how to like, how do I, and, and the first thing they said to me was whenever a new project comes up, be the first one to volunteer, be one of the first ones to volunteer. It better be a new project, a lot of risk, right? Nobody's done it before, at least within the company or anything like that. Take advantage of it and, you know, and, and go for it. Because what's funny is like, even within um, the people who, who are, maybe aren't meant to be entrepreneurs want to progress in their career, you still have to take even risk within that, that corporate setting. So because I did that, I was actually, um, that's when I started really kind of moving up um, pretty quickly up in my, in my corporate career and ultimately led to a place where I was head of special investigations unit for a third-party administrator um, for, for an, uh, a healthcare company. Um, and, um, and what we did was we investigated healthcare fraud. Now, mind you, I've proven that I was strategic and I knew how to go into different areas and identify what was working, what's not, and this and that. And I did, did all that good stuff. So they asked me, hey, can you evaluate this fraud department? And when I went there, there was it was basically nothing. And I said, we, we have nothing. There's nothing to evaluate. And then that's when they presented to me um, to, to actually develop it and run it. Um, I actually had to pause for a week. I said, just give me a week. Let me think about it because it was completely different than my career, you know, b- before that, or at least so I thought and contacted a buddy of mine. And he's like, listen, man, you got to stretch yourself and, and, and get after it. So that's what I did. Um, and I said, okay, let's do this. And I'm like, worst thing happens is I fall flat on my face and I grow and learn or, you know, w- whatever it may be. Right. So, um, I did, when I did that fast forward to, you know, a couple of years or whatever, like when I did that, I realized I was like, man, I can start something. I can build it up. I can get the right people in place. I can use my strategic thinking and, you know, executing on certain initiatives. And that's when it really hit me that, Hey, I can do this for myself. But then what ended up happening um, to kind of bring it all together was the culmination of my career and personal experiences led me to, to, to start Excel EQ because I realized that I couldn't make the difference that I wanted to in the positions that I kept on going after. And what I realized was that's when it hit me that the reason why I was different was because I was meant to start something on my own. I was meant to go be a leader and kind of trailblaze a particular, you know, area. Um, and then my attraction and to be quite honest, kind of love within healthcare, which is, you know, uh, you know, some people may call me odd or whatever, but you know, that, that, um, that really just gave me the fuel to say, all right, let, let's just go do this thing and, and let's start it. And what I identified was that there was a big gap in, um, within healthcare that really caused a lot of the issues. And that was the fact is that physicians and medical providers were just inundated with a bunch of crap, a bunch of stuff that had nothing to do with, you know, delivering quality care to their patients. And that's when I said, all right, I'm going to seek out to solve that issue. And Excel EQ was born. Whew, that's a journey. That's And that's a lot. I hear so much in that just because, you know, it's not always easy to, one, involve yourself in so many different facets. I, one of the first things I heard was, it's no risk, no reward. And not everybody is always willing to take that risk, to take that step forward, to better yourself, to have faith in yourself. I definitely do think that we're living in a time where that's definitely more common, but it's not always easy because like you said, for you, it was, okay, what's the worst that can happen? I fall flat on my face. To somebody else, that could be their worst fear. 
No, rejection mm-hmm. is not things not going their way, losing money, losing relationships, losing connections, anything like that. That could be the reason why somebody doesn't really step into their true calling, into their true purpose. But the fact that for you, you know, you saw a failure as just another lesson or you saw maybe this just is not it. But you also saw within that I have a deeper purpose. I have a deeper calling. I want more for this. I'm really drawn to this in a sense, whereas, you know. I'm not a healthcare expert, not a healthcare professional by any means, but I can, I, I would be the first to tell you that there are a lot of problems within it. Like you said, I don't think it takes mm-hmm. a rocket scientist to figure that out. But what I do think it takes a rocket scientist to do is to adequately involve themselves in that and try to get to the root of the problem, but also make a difference because you know, that's a, that's a hell of an effort. That's a lot to do. That's a lot to go on to the fact that you can one call out that there's some things going on here, that things are not right, but two, openly insert yourself to be that problem solver. That's not a, that's not an right. easy test. That's not an easy feat. So I was doing a little bit of research. Do you know what the first sentence in your LinkedIn bio says? <laughs> I have to go back and look at it. It's got to be either healthcare innovator. Or I got, I have to go back and look. I did it. So word for word. This is why, this is why we do research y'all. You said I'm a disruptor in the healthcare industry. I love, I love that. I, I read that and I said, wow, like, I need to change my bio now on LinkedIn. I need something because for me, I'm all about like why I why I just pay attention to words, introduction, everything like that. You have a certain amount of time to catch somebody's attention, to reel somebody in, to bring somebody in. One sentence, an uh, introduction, five seconds, ten, uh, a 10 second video. Like you said, we were even talking about the content. People just want to see mm-hmm. quickly little content, hear something in the back. For me, reading that, obviously, you know, you have a very extensive LinkedIn profile. You do a lot. You're involved in a lot. You know, you're the man with a plan. But I read that first sentence. I said, well, I want to keep going. I hit about and you see the long paragraph. Everybody's not going to read that paragraph. But I read that first sentence. Right. I said, no, disruptor. That's that's interesting. That's important. So ultimately, like I said, I did a little bit of research. Ultimately, why? Why did you, you know, why one label yourself is that? But two, why be that rocket scientist that I referred to? Mm-hmm. Why recognize that you want to make a difference in people's lives? Why take on such a vast problem that almost seems like to some you could lead yourself down a dark hole with no true solution? Yeah, that, that's a great question, though. And one is I, I appreciate the uh, um, the research and I appreciate the, uh, um, um, the, the, the compliments there. But I, I think ultimately I'll just get to the point where the fact is that I think someone's North Star or purpose, right, mission in life should be something far greater than themselves. It should never be anything that is achievable. I think it's something that should just be so far out of reach that it's constantly causing you to sh- stretch, right? If you're not stretching, you know, then then you're essentially, to me, you're not progressing forward, you're dying, right? It's just the, 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 the way it works, um, at least in my mind, right? I can't, I can't fathom the notion of I'm happy kind of where I'm at and let me just sit here. Now, there's a ton of people that, that feel that way. There's nothing on them. Great. Um, you know, love the fact is that you're, you're happy and, and, and where you're at. No problem at all. If you're experiencing love, peace, joy, and happiness, then you're winning. For me, um, I feel um, I actually get like a sense of like anxiety and stress when I'm not moving forward. Right. And I'm changing my, my, my language because it used to be if I'm not accomplishing something. And I think we put too much weight on accomplishment versus progression. Right. So I think you can, to, to your point earlier, right. Is like, you can fail um, in something, but that means you tried. Like I can tell you, we can have, you and I could sit down, we can 
have a few drinks, smoke a cigar, whatever, and we can tell stories all day long because of the fact is that we've tried things, we're doing things, we've we've gone places. We, you know what I mean. So I think that uh, I had to sit back one day and say, like, hey, listen, I'm actually I am proud of the man who I've become and that I am still trying to become because of the fact that I've tried things, I've gone through things, I've I've messed up. I'm an example of what not to do, and I'm also feel like I'm an example of what you should be trying to do. Um, I'm not saying I have all the answers, but so the, the, the why is because it's just my purpose, man, is I got to progress. I got to, you know, my, the, my, like my personal mission statement is to be better than I was yesterday. So if that means that there's never this line in the sand is like, Hey, I've crossed it. So let's now I'm done. Let me sit back. Um, I'm sure at some point in time, I won't have the stamina anymore to continue as you know, hard as I do. Um, but uh, you know, I'm not concerned about when that, when that's going to be, because I'm just going to, you know, just, just keep at it. So I wanted the, the other thing though, is I think there were some personal experiences that, that happened in my own life that, that said, Hey, I need to, I need to focus my efforts in this, that because of the fact is that it was so big because of the fact that it's such a, a, a complex situation. I mean, just you not being in healthcare can understand and see the issues and the complexities from afar. And um, and then when you are in the business and then you have personal experiences, you know, my father passing away prematurely, my brother not getting the mental health, um, you know, access to the mental health that he needed, ultimately com- committing suicide, my wife being um, undiagnosed for two years and then misdiagnosed for a whole year, three years of just pure suffering physically. Right. I mean, imagine the mental toll that takes on an individual um, who's also a mother and a wife and a friend and a daughter. Right. All these different things, all these other responsibilities, then ultimately finding out that she had cancer. Right. Now, thank goodness my wife came out on the other side of that a year and a half, you know, removed from it. Um, But now that, that just brings, you know, a whole other set of issues mentally and emotionally and still even physically because your body changes during that period of time you know, going through that for me, it was, there was no, it was almost like everything that was happening around me, um, like forced me to continue to stay on that path and not try to find a different journey. So that was a long answer to your question. My apologies. But. No, but that's, this is about you and that. So no, as long as it is, but like I said, there's, there's value in that. There's somebody else can relate to that. I can relate to that as someone who was misdiagnosed themselves. Now, granted, it didn't take this long, but I know people who were misdiagnosed. I've read stories about families that had to almost cost a cough up an arm and a leg just to mm-hmm. get medical bills, just to get expenses paid, just to, just to have some peace of mind in a sense, you know, hospitals, any of that stuff. I, I tell people all the time, I can't stand being in a hospital, near a hospital, parking, any, because I just know what the, it just brings about that aura, that just that energy, mm-hmm. just that I'm a lot of money here. I don't know what's going on. And especially as me, as someone who I'm a very inquisitive individual, but at the same time, when there are topics that I know nothing about, it almost brings a fearfulness in a sense. It's just like, is this doctor on my side? Right. Are they really telling because we also see now, especially in the minority community, the distrust in the healthcare system. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's time and time again of misdiagnosed, coming out of pocket, not being the best resource, not telling me everything that I need to know. And it's not until you get somebody who looks like you or you can resonate with that'll truly break it down for you. And that shouldn't always be the case. But I, my condolences to you and the family, just because that's a lot. That's a lot going on. That's one, two, out of your control. Things could have went totally different. I know those are those are conversations that are had and those are thoughts that are also had as well. But 
thinking about, you know, I, I hear such a, a vast of experience. I hear such a vast of, you know, just things that you went through, things that you had to deal with, things that you were thinking about, things that kind of swayed you and persuaded you in different ways. Would you say with AEQ, would you say with what you're doing currently, do you serve a specific crowd? Or are you just kind of vast under the whole umbrella of healthcare and just making sure that people are getting to what they need to? Are you focused on getting help to specific individuals? Are there people who should be looking to AEQ as, as like a, a viable resource or are you guys kind of just expansive of everyone? No, I, I think we're pretty specific. So one is we have, we had like the way that you got to look at it is one is just to kind of give some context to it is when, when I decided to go out and kind of what really birthed Excel EQ was the fact is that again, I'm strategic and you start peeling the layers of the onion back. Right. And you start seeing, well, really at the core of things, what's the issue, right? Or at least what's one of them. There, there's so many and I understand that. But, you know, the thing that I always go back to is like, if if we're distracted from constantly, from what we're supposed to be doing to execute, right? So if you are, you know, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll take athletes, right? So um, an athlete during the season, right? Their focus is you know, their, 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 their mental, physical health, you know, their, their whole health well-being, right? And, and, and their job is to execute every time they step, you know, on that field, on that court to, you know, to, to bring a championship to, to their team, right? And the thing that they do is they remove all the distractions from them, right? They basically say, like, I can't focus on that. I, I, I get paid top dollar to do X, Y, Z. And, Really, if you look at it, is the fact is that I know that's a, that's a different caliber, but it's the same thing for us, right? So being an entrepreneur, being a, a, an employee, being a, a father, wife, husband, whatever it may be, you know, in a significant other, um, when we start getting distracted from being able to execute our purpose, right, it, it, it weighs on, it, it essentially creates a domino effect, right? And other things become impacted. Um, it's the same thing within healthcare. Physicians nurse practitioners, PAs, you know, j just nurses and, and even the front office staff, their job, their core competency is to ensure that their patients are being well taken care of, right? And that they can, at some point in time, walk away healthier, right? And making sure that we are keeping them healthy as well. And when I started looking at things, that wasn't happening. What was happening was they were constantly distracted by having to deal with insurance reimbursements, having to now have all these regulations I have to document and I have to go into this. And it's not that these things are wrong. It's in the manner that they're being delivered and, and the responsibility that's being placed on these individuals or these teams that distract them from being able to execute at something that is probably one of the most important things in our lives. Because if we don't have health, what do we have then, right? There are people who have had millions and millions of dollars to just give away and they lose their health. And the thing that they would say is, I want my health back, right? I can make the money. I can do this. There's health and time that, that, that are extremely important. So anyways, so that's when I decided, hey, listen, let's take a look at what we can actually do to help um, these, these men and women who are saying, hey, listen, I want to be able to help people um, you know, with, with their health and, and have, them, have them get better or prevent any, um, you know, uh, any negative um, health issues 
um, that, that, that may, they may come up with. And, and that's when we started saying, okay, well, what are some of the things that they don't need to deal with? It was administration and bureaucratic tasks. So we started leveraging technology, uh, specifically AI and machine learning to, to essentially, uh, you know, uh, remove that from, from their burden. They have 50 other things that they have to do. So let's start with that. So our end users are those medical providers, those physicians, those hospital facilities, right, that are saying, hey, listen, we're dealing with too many administrative and bureaucratic tasks. What can we do to simplify or streamline that process? But then we have customers. Our customers are those other digital health companies, other health tech companies that basically say, listen, we're already selling to these medical practices and hospital systems. Um, but we also have all this other competition out there because there's indirect and direct competition. And what can we do to separate ourselves from everybody else? And then also, what can we do to provide more value to our customers who are Excel EQs and users? Um, so now what we've done is we've said, hey, listen, let's let's you know, let, let's now provide our services, our technology to these other health tech companies that already have all these end users. and Let's help them to increase revenue and retention because then what that does for us is it allows us to execute on our objective in delivering right um, efficient um, or solution or so quality solutions to accelerate right the efficiency of quality care on that way. So again, if you can kind of tell again, it's a strategic way of getting to exactly where we need to be, right because we still have to cut through the noise of this entrepreneurship world and, 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 you know, and get to the solution. I think you were kind of reading my mind with how you ended that question, because that actually is going to segue me into my next question. So you pretty much said, like you said, with anything, with strategy, with critical thinking, with planning, with step-by-step, you know, comes barriers, comes obstacles, comes things, you know, even expected and unexpected. I was just telling a friend of mine, you always got to expect the unexpected. Look at how we're living right now. But I would also say, too, like you said, that noise, having to eliminate that, having to cut that out, having to minimize it as much as you can. What are some of the what are just some of the barriers that you ran into with getting this up and running with, you know, like you said, because even as I as I continue to just hear you explain it and hear you dive into it. One, I understand the name a lot more. And it makes sense why it's selling you because, you know, you're trying to get this done as rapidly but efficiently as possible. Mm-hmm. But two, with that. Like I said, essentially, you're tackling a problem that is is global, worldwide in a sense that people and some people don't want you to tackle because mm-hmm. you're, you know, you're shaking the home a little bit. So that's not something that people are just going to let you, which is why you said that strategy comes in, that planning comes in, tackling and knowing how to maneuver and things like that. So what are some of the, as you kind of think about really becoming established, really becoming a business owner, stepping into this healthcare industry in general, what are just some of the barriers and obstacles that you ran into? But nonetheless, you know, you're still prevailing. You're still working towards that common goal. So I think one is like defining what that noise is, right? The noise really is the fact is that there's so many different solutions out there, right? That and and everybody's knocking on the door of of those providers and facilities and you know hospital systems and everything to saying, hey, I've got this shiny new widget and you need this in order to 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 you know to to be better at what you do, right? Effectuating quality care for your patients, and and really. It was being a, one of the obstacles was, okay, so now you're into this new shiny object, right? And now it's like, there's so many shiny objects that are out there as well. Can you be shinier? It was, you know, under, it was kind of like, you know, how can you be louder? How are you going to be so different than everybody else? 
And it was a real, um, it was a real struggle to try to say like, well, like really what is Excel's differentiator, right? What's Excel EQ's differentiator? Why, why are we so better than some of these other ones out there? Because it's not like we were creating a brand new technology that nobody has ever done before. Um, we're true innovators. We're taking, because the definition of innovation is taking something that exists, inserting something new into it, or just making it better, right? So it's just, it's, it's evolving what's already out there. And that, that's what we are. Um, and, and when I, when I really understood and listened to that definition or read that definition, that's when I said, that's what it is. It's not necessarily about being the shiniest or the loudest. It's about how are you going to cut through the noise, even in a stealth manner. And that's what we've decided to do is to sit here and say, okay, well, you know, uh, we can try to be as loud as we possibly can. Um, but I think the way that we're going to overcome this obstacle of so many, so much noise and so many other different shiny objects and, and, and so many distractions is by taking a specific approach that many people actually kind of fear, right? They fear competition or they look at competition as, um, you know, I'm, that they want to avoid it instead of just, well, let's compete. Let's, let's do it. And now it's more of like, hey, I don't even have to compete with you anymore. Why don't you just use us and, and, and we're going to essentially be able to you know, be successful together. Um, and I feel like that, you know, so that kind of goes to a second obstacle, right? Is the fact is that like, there's no more of this partnership or working together. What can we do? It's always me versus you. Um, you know, things like that. And then, and then there's just general other, comp, you know, um, obstacles, right? It was, well, we're building a technology and I'm not independently wealthy. So how do you, you know, how do you navigate through, through, through all that? Right. How do I, you know, I took, I literally just wiped out my entire 401k, my savings, my money that I got even from, from the VA, from, from being a veteran and, you know, just taking all that and putting it together and, you know, setting it aside and say, okay, this is what I'm going to live off of. And I don't know how long it's going to take me, but you know, let's, let's, let, you know, let, let's do that. So it was even my own fear of like, what in the world am I going to do? Right. The fear of unknown of the unknown. And is anybody going to listen to me? Right. Then you start getting into this thing of like, well, am I good enough? Am I smart enough? Right. All that good stuff. Um, and, uh, um, you know, how, how am I going to get people? Then I didn't have a network. That, that was another obstacle. So, all right. So all these things, what I ended up doing is finding solutions to, right? You don't have a lot of money. You know, I didn't grow up with a lot of money and, you know, first generation American here. Um, and, but my parents taught me, you know, how to be smart with it, how to use it. And, you know, don't, don't repeat the same mistakes that they have and, you know, the, the, those different things. And then, so again, that kind of starts, how do you be strategic? How do you use a dollar in five different ways? Um, you know, but the other thing is, and then, then, then I think really what ended up happening is that, that network issue, that obstacle of being, having a network is one is a lot of people don't realize this. And I didn't even realize this is the fact is that there is a, a true disparity between the underrepresented, which to me, I think is still like just fascinating, like not even fascinating. It's just mind-boggling to me, right? Hispanics, Blacks, Asians, what, what, all these other, you know, all these different minority groups that people are calling or whatever you want to, you know, you want to say is the fact is that they get very little funding. They get very little attention to starting businesses. And I, 
I already knew, I was like, listen, starting a business, I have a 90% chance that I'm going to fail in a very short period of time. So I don't need any more statistics, right, to tell me why is it that I'm going to fail. And then, but but I think really, truly that, that, that again, it's kind of like everything kind of points you into a certain direction. I ended up getting accepted into this. Um, visible hands, uh, Latinx fellowship, right. For, uh, Latin entrepreneurs. And I started seeing the numbers. It's like less than 2% of us, you know, get funding. Like that is insane. And when you look at people who are in underrepresented groups, um, there are a ton of statistics that I won't get into now, but that show that the fact is that we're some pretty damn hard workers that we've grown up with understanding that you are, you know, you, you are literally in an unfortunate position of no fault of your own. And you have to work your way out of it. That's just life. So why wouldn't you want to invest in founders that have that mentality, that grew up in that mentality, that have the mentality of, you know, because we have choices to fight or flight, right? We don't ever, we don't ever run away. There's times that you have to kind of pause and walk away, but we don't ever run away. We, we, we stand and, and fight. Um, and those were some other obstacles that I, I, it took me a good three years to really finally face and say, okay, that, that's something that I'm going to have to now address. Um, and, and really what I decided to do, just go hit it head on. So whenever I talk to somebody now or an investor, it's, well, what is, what is your portfolio look like? Do you have anybody with, you know, that doesn't look like the norm? Right. Do you have people that that, you know, are wouldn't typically be your, you know, on a on a piece of paper, your number one choice? You know, what, what are you guys doing to really kind of break that, uh, tear, you know, break down those those barriers? Anyways, so th- th- those are some obstacles that I had to face. I love the that was such a unique answer from so many perspectives, but more so because like it was like you were almost learning to things at once. You were learning, you know, how to insert yourself in the healthcare side of things, what the problems were. Once you figure out the problems, then you also have to figure out, you know, the solutions, how we're going to combat these solutions. But, you know, it's not just a thing of, I know what's wrong, we come up with a solution, we implement it. In a perfect world, yes, that's exactly how it goes. But, you know, obviously, we even talked about a host of different obstacles that you ran into from competition to just having to figure out what's going on, to resources, to network, to everything. So that's the healthcare side. But then you have to learn the business side of things how to properly establish an AEQ, how to properly make sure you're you're dotting every I and crossing every T and really coming about this in the best way possible because there are a lot of obstacles that you can run in on that end and your business be null and void. Like you said, you could easily come into this, start this 90% chance here today, going tomorrow. That's just just the simple fact of life. That's the simple fact of business ownership, entrepreneurship. So the fact that you were kind of chucking and jobbing with both of those at the same time and, and brought it together and bridged it, man, it's amazing. So I also think about, you know, I hear you reference we a lot. And I know I even say we a lot. I'm, and I'm a one-man band, but I just think about the podcast as a brand in itself. Right. So with AEQ, is it something that you're looking to pretty much build to pretty much, you know, start hitting different locations and everything? What does kind of the team and the setup look like with everything you have going on now? Yeah, so I have myself, my co-founder, um, who I'm truly blessed to have as, as, a, as a partner. Um, we have um, a business development rep. Uh, an executive assistant, and, and I don't even think that's really the right title for her because she's more of, uh, you know, she, she she's, uh, 
I don't know. She she just helps organize. She helps support. So it's just it, there's 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 more to that than, than anything. And then and then we did you know contract out a development team. So for me, it's whoever. Oh, and we also have a a marketing expert as well. We kind of just dubbed him the marketing director. But um, in addition to that, it's the investors. It's the advisors from those investors, right? Like it's just. So I think. We, you know, while we don't have um, most of a, most of them, except for myself and my co-founder, are contracted folks, but they're part of the team. Like they have to understand, they have to know us, right? We live in a different world now, and again, I had to learn how to take a dollar and stretch it out, right, or utilize it multiple times. And our philosophy right now, right, is the fact is that like we want to be as efficient as we possibly can, and especially during these economic times. So. You know, we have to we have to make sure that we're we're being smart with our with our with our money. But so I say all that just because of the fact is that even if they're not a direct employee of Excel EQ, they're still part of the team. They still represent us, right? They're, we're still exchanging dollars for services. So we want to make sure that they're the right one. So we we've had some uh, ups and downs as far as bringing on the right folks. I mean, I I have had other folks that were. Um, part of the team that we had to let go, um, and you know, so it causes you to rethink things. Um, but because now we've kind of like gone through, I mean, that's another obstacle, I guess, going back to you know, is having the wrong team members. Um, but <clears throat> you know, and now that we've kind of gone over that initial, you know, one of those hurdles, and I'm sure it'll be more of that, you know, down the road uh, that we're better prepared to deal with now. But from our perspective, we want to be global. Like it's not even, you know, our, you know, I'm starting to to now evaluate, um, maybe not so much, you know, to execute on anything right now, but to evaluate kind of like, well, where's the next location of ExcelEQ? Where's the next place where we can be part of a healthcare hub and, you know, and kind of, you know, go from there. The great news is, is that, you know, I think Tampa, Florida is a, is a great spot for, for, you know, healthcare, um, and, and, and to get, you know, um, attention elsewhere, but we know that it's not just here in the U S that we want to do things with, that we want to be able to actually go, um, in more, um, rural areas over overseas and places where they need our technology. Um, I think everywhere needs our technology, but, um, but, but the goal is right now is most likely, you know, uh, here, um, somewhere probably in the Northeast possibly, you know, um, central kind of area of, of, the, of the U.S. and then just kind of keep on going from there, um, moving our way over to the West Coast um, where there's a lot of healthcare technology or healthcare innovation, um, you know, and, and start, you know, working with some folks out over there. So that's kind of, you know, I'm here on the East Coast, so we're kind of spreading out that way. And then hopefully we can do something um, fairly soon overseas. And it's crazy just to hear about that, just because, you know, with each area that you attack, Northeast, Central, West, overseas, different things like that, you're going to get exposed mm-hmm. to new things. You're going to get exposed to, you know, maybe you have to go back to the drawing board for a few things. But essentially, technology on West Coast is going to be different from East Coast. Overseas, that's a totally mm-hmm. different conversation. So I'm definitely very excited to see how with the adaptation, with the flexibility that you guys maintain, just the all the success that comes from this, but also just how much you'll truly help people. Because like you said, at this point, you're coming up with 
solution after solution after solution after solution, just tackling problem after problem after problem, you know, but in different areas and in different places. And like you said, once you implement that technology in there, make any advancements, any enhancements, it can only better serve the people. So I'm I'm so excited, man. I was even just looking at some of the, the comments and things like that from the live. And, and, you know, this is definitely a very, very, very lucrative tool that you're doing and using but too i think it's just you know it just takes the conversation to a different place as i said i can come on here and definitely give you a host of healthcare <laughs> problems just in my life and things that i've gone through and people that i know but the fact that you're you're seeing it firsthand you're you're facing head on taking it head on you know with that possibility that things may not always go your way that is that aq may have to take a step back get to the drawing board rethink some things like you said even with the team that comes with just being a business owner being right. an entrepreneur that everybody's not going to fit vision or some people only fit for a specific period of time so i think that that's important but it's, it's all part of the process but i'm excited man i'm excited for the trajectory i'm excited that you know you taught me like i said you was, i knew you was going to come right here and drop some gems drop some value really get into it but i'm I, but i'm excited for that and i'm also encouraging you know i know a lot of people within the healthcare industry both vets and non-vets i'm encouraging y'all to you know one just do some research and ask some questions. Just look into some things. If you can somehow become a part of this or share this resource with somebody who you know may need it best, that's really yeah. what it's all about here. So before we obviously do the most important thing and tell the people, you know, where to tap in with you, where they, where can they find you and everything like that and do their necessary research and due diligence. Do you feel like there's anything we have not touched on today? Even any last words that you want to leave for other business owners, entrepreneurs out there, veterans, mm who have you, civilians, anything like that, people who you just, you know, will be coming across this episode, will have learned some things, will have some more questions. Yeah, so one of the things I probably didn't touch on the most um, or that I probably should have early on was just being a veteran, right? I think, I think um, you know, there was a, a period of time in our era early on uh, or in a period of time in early era where veterans were coming back from a war and, and they were starting businesses left and right. Um, and you saw them be successful, you know, if they were little mom and pop shops, not everybody's got to try to build a global technology company, right? Um, that's just the path that I've chosen. So, um, and I'm, I'm excited about it. But, you know, uh, my, my, my words for them is, man, go all in on being a veteran. So whether you want to go that corporate route and you want to go work for somebody or you want to start your own business, I personally believe that veterans probably make some of the best business owners out there because of what we've already been trained, what we've gone through, right? Um, and uh, I just tell them, man, get out of your own way, go all in on being a veteran, right? And and like you said, just research, dig, ask questions, right? You know, th 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 those types of things and, and you will surprise yourself. The other thing I'll tell them is just be humble and know, you know, humble is knowing that you have that power, that strength, that uh, capabilities, and just kind of reserving a little bit and executing it when you need to. And I think that that's the thing that we have to learn. To be quite honest, I almost think that anybody, whether you're a veteran or not, can 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 utilize that, right? It's just, you know, you don't have to go out there and, and like, you know, shotgun affect everything. You know, just, just you know, maybe, maybe it's the, the strategy in me, I guess, right? Is, is be strategic and, 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 you know, kind of get through it. But uh, the other thing I'll tell you is to, to everybody else, man, is like within healthcare, like don't ignore things, like get get stuff taken care of, go take care of yourself, right? Even if it's, and the, and one of the things that, that I feel like we've kind of lost during this pandemic, unfortunately, is man, that sun, that fresh air, that, 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 that is actually part of health, that, that we need that vitamin D, you need to get out and exercise. Don't think that because you sit in front of a computer um, you know, all day, every day that you can't get up and walk around and everything like that. 
um, you know, and, and get some exercise in, get up early if you have to, I, I don't care, whatever, but, you know, make sure you guys are taking care of yourselves. Um, and, and when you do, you know, when you do have to go see a medical provider, hopefully they're utilizing our IntelliCare platform, but, uh, um, you know, and, uh, you know, tell them, oh man, is that IntelliCare? I heard good stuff about that. So, um, those are kind of, uh, I guess my parting words. Absolutely, man. I, I, I have to wholeheartedly agree with everything. I feel like that's such a lot of things that you touched on while they're specific to maybe an industry or maybe a person, they can be universally applied or universal themes or just things that we look at what we're involved in currently in our life. Look at what we're doing. Look at how we're moving throughout life. Like you said, be strategic, yeah. do research, go all on whatever it is, on being a veteran, on being an entrepreneur, on being a business owner, on being a podcast yeah. host, whatever you do, go all in on. So most importantly, obviously, well, you know, everything you said was very important, but for the people, you know, looking to tap in, looking to find you, looking to connect, looking to learn more, looking to even do some of their own research. What are some of the best ways to reach you? What are some of the best ways to find you and tap in with AEQ? Yeah, on all, all the social media stuff, like I'm, I think I'm on Twitter, Instagram, we're doing some stuff on Facebook, but, um, you know, and LinkedIn. So everything is Excel EQ, at Excel EQ Inc. Um, you can always look for me, Omar Fuentes. Um, you know, you'll, you'll see me with, with my, my logo branded, you know, behind it as well, but I'm, I'm pretty heavy on LinkedIn. Um, trying to do some stuff on Instagram. Um, but yeah, at XLEQ Inc or, or just search for Omar Fuentes. There's not a ton of us out there. So. All right, y'all come on one of a kind all the way from, from New York. To, to we got South New York now, so that's what we need. So yeah, no, Omar, definitely appreciate you. Definitely thank you, man. It was de it's definitely been a pleasure to have been able to connect with you since I started working here. But you know, just to even tap in with you on LinkedIn, just to see the growth, just to even do some of my own research and my own knowledge and my own learning. And then I know even some of the knowledge you imparted on me today that I'm definitely gonna have to run this interview back a few times just because there was a lot in here. But like you said, I, I definitely just can appreciate the mindset, can appreciate the critical and strategic thinking. And I love the work that AEQ is doing because it's not an easy industry to tackle. It's not easy work to be done out here, but solutions will be found nonetheless. So definitely wishing the best when it comes to expansion, when it comes to building the team, and when it comes to that software itself. And to everybody, you know, who continuously taps in with it, shows us love, makes it happen from the events to the giveaways to everything. I thank y'all. I love y'all. This has been another episode of the Down to Business podcast. Here with Tamar Turner.